is Primetime Sports, WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming worldwide on WGNSSports.com, on our iPhone and Android apps, and always at, at the, game. The, 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 game. the game. It's Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Get an in-depth look at what's going on in local sports and a look ahead at the week to come. Let's get it started by joining the Primetime Sports team for the show here on News Radio WGNS. And we welcome you to Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. And as usual, the usual suspects are here. John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, Clark Blair, Rod Edwards, and all in various areas. We're all over the place, but we're here. All wanted for some reason or another. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that could be. It's been an interesting week. Sports are wrapping up in some places, and uh, you know we've got uh, high school football in full gear. College is played now, so I guess we're we're battling the COVID nineteen, and and I don't know. I wouldn't say we're winning it, uh, Clark, but we're we're hanging in there with it. We're hanging in there. So long as everybody's playing, it's good stuff. And and Rod, you went to MTSU's game Saturday because we saw pictures. Of you, yes, and yes, uh, it was uh, a beautiful day for a game. Yeah, we're going to talk about your little adventure to the football game and how they're doing social distancing and and those kind of things. And uh, you know, we've got uh, we'll talk a little MTSU today as well. And Clark, we'll come back to you too in just a few minutes uh, before after we take this break. We're going to be uh, talking to you about the Cincinnati Reds a little bit, who have resurged with Sonny Gray, and uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to talk about as well. Well, We got hot at the right time. And maybe a little Tennessee talk. We've got a little football to talk about this weekend as as the SEC gets going. So And the Titans are 2-0. Yeah, who would have thought that? Well, that's why you're in first place. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have more on Primetime Sports presented by IDIS Tees. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. If your old unit needs a tune-up, the professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air service all major brands and even offer same-day service in most cases. Keep your home or business comfortable year-round. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Ring Pro Partner Heating and Cooling Contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. Online at PrenticeAlsop.com. If you're thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, come see us at Carpets by Osborne. Carpets by Osborne is a family-owned business, and we stand behind our work. Carpets by Osborne, with you every step of the way. I'm Brad Bug. And I am Heather Guerin. Carpets by Osborne specializes in commercial flooring and commercial projects. Visit our spacious showroom at 1402 Northwest Broad Street. Next to Tire World. Or we are happy to come to you. Carpets by Osborne. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. We're at Jerry Potts Car Care on Southgate Boulevard talking with Stacy Potts Orfis. And if it's on, under, or inside of a vehicle, they can work on it. We do anything from small engine repairs to installing engines and transmissions. Still even just your simple everyday things like oil changes, brakes, all suspension work, anything related to drivability concerns, emissions testing. Plus tires and alignment at Jerry Potts Car Care on Southgate Boulevard near the county school board office. 867-6622. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Jeannie Allman. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-896-2013 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. 
property. Loveless Fine Photography is the official school photographers for Blackman, Central Magnet, MTCS, PCA, Rockvale, Siegel, and Stewart's Creek. And you can bet they'll be there to capture memories from sports games, school concerts, graduations, proms, choir events, and more. If it's a school event, Loveless is probably there. And your photos can be viewed and purchased at lovelessphotography.com. They've got lots of galleries, so spend some time discovering at lovelessphotography.com. 615-890-1558. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back here to Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. I want to remind you our friends at Ideas Tees are there for your screen printing, embroidery, and specialty items needs. If you need uh, your business, your uh, family members, you know, uh, favorite baseball team or the, you know, the little league teams, they, they can do just about anything. So uh, church groups, civic organizations, they can take care of it all. Screen printing, embroidery, and much more. Plus, Ideas Tees is the home of Raider Tees. For all of your Blue Raider merchandise, you need to stop by and uh, see their showroom. If it's blue and white, they've got it for you. And if it's something that uh, they don't have, they can certainly get it. But I challenge you to find something they don't have with the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, blue and white. So uh, tell you what, we've got homecoming coming up as well. So that'll be a big event here in town. So you need to get ready for that. Visit their showroom, 910 Richley Road, right behind Chewy's. Time to talk a little MTSU while we're at it here this uh, this evening on uh, Primetime Sports. And, uh, Rod, you went to the game, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about the logistics of the game and how things were handled. It looked like you were pretty social distanced. We were. Um, we had, a we had like, nine tickets, or nine of us in a row. And uh, then there was, like, two, two back before they had the next group. And then it was pretty well spread out where we were at. Uh, not that many. They were a little stricter. They came around, told you to put your mask back on. I don't know if the high school game, once you get in your spot, they tell you to, but you tend to take your mask off. They uh-huh. found a little trick, though. Get you a drink. They said, unless you're drinking. So I went and bought a Coke then so I could get a chance to get some fresh air. So you're publicly confessing that you broke broke the law. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I was interested to see, too, uh, how the crowd was. Uh, I know they, they couldn't go capacity, but uh, since that game was kind of a uh, uh, spur-of-the-moment kind of deal going on anyway, uh, the you know, they've got San Antonio next week. That That's going to be – this week, that's going to be kind of a really spur-of-the-moment game. But, you know, allowing people in, you don't really know what to expect when you don't have the you, – you can't let everybody in. That's true. Uh, I mean, it's it's not as exciting, not as noisy. And then, uh, you know, by halftime or shortly after halftime, it got pretty quiet because, of course, the game as the game got out of hand. Uh, but uh, I think it, you know, I mean, it kind of picked people up because you had as you were walking in the upper deck, uh, as you come in from the uh, west side, you could see the band all up there, and then they were playing and they're doing. Their little moves, they're in the bleachers at the top of the stadium. Uh, so having all that, the cheerleaders, the dance team, you know, helped give a little bit more environment, even though you didn't have the noise from the crowd. But you could really see the field, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that, nobody was, was getting good. in your way. You know, um, in, in terms of the game, uh, you mentioned the second half, things did kind of get away. But, Ron, I, I didn't really get the feel that, Middle Tennessee was quite in that game, uh, even even early on. I, I know the score indicated that they were, but it just didn't see that. Uh, I don't want to say effort, but I mean it just didn't feel like they were were, were in a position to to make a challenge. Uh, they basically, what I saw, they were pretty much getting dominated across the front line, which is the key in any game. Yeah. I don't care what kind of skill people you have if you're getting dominated there. Constantly putting on pressure. Uh, we had, uh, I think, two interceptions, three interceptions. I think, you know, I think it was like maybe three in a row. No, it was two interceptions and a safety, you know, th- uh, three in a row. Uh, so there was no answer. They really never had a running game of any effect to keep the chains moving. 
Uh, so basically, uh, they were, you could tell they were in control. They physically had it. Eventually, things were going to break, and they, and they eventually did. Well, I know that, Clark, we've played enough college football here um, to have some rankings and some information. And unfortunately, this week, Middle Tennessee finds itself in a spot that I guess you don't really want to be in, in the bottom 25. CBS rates the bottom 25, and uh, they they, uh, say Middle Tennessee is the number one in the bottom 25. But what I found interesting about this is there are a ton of Conference USA teams in there, and then I look at the success that Sunbelt has had here early on, and, um, you know, it just seems like a a little flip-flop. It surprised me a little bit. Well, as far as Middle's concerned, you look statistically, you know, your quarterback really doesn't need to lead you in passing and rushing. Uh, and also, as far as defensively, you know, their top two tacklers are their safeties, which means they're giving up a lot of yardage, which makes it tough. So, they're, it's like Rod said, they're really struggling on both sides of the ball right now, looking for answers. You know, they're going on the road again, and they're actually playing, you know, Friday night in the Alamo Dome, so it's not quite yet ready to push the panic button, but I think some people have got their hand right close to it. Well, it's a quick turnaround too, John. I mean, you you played Saturday, and it's a game that you found out about Saturday afternoon, uh, late afternoon, and then it's a day shorter in preparation too, playing on a Friday. So it, it, it kind of ramps everything up. Yeah, not only the preparation, but, you know, uh, you've got to consider too, that they got to work on themselves. Would you not agree there, boys? I mean, they've got to work on themselves and, and kind of figure out what MTSU is going to be this year. And uh, when you talk about your defensive line and, and you having safeties making tackles, uh, teams are going to put up points on you that that way, Rod, and that's, that's not a good thing. Uh, right. And the thing is, they've got to find out who are they. Yeah. You know, I, when you watch their offense, you can't tell what 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 they're doing. It just it's like it's a random uh, rushing with the quarterback, or he keeps it, or he passes it. But there's no, we're not getting any running backs in. We're not doing anything. We're, we're try, decoying, maybe jet sweeps, that type of thing, and somebody up up the middle. So there's nothing to really to hold the defense back, make them unsure you know what's happening basically they know the quarterback's going to run or pass and so they're coming and clark this is something that rick stockstill's familiar with you know some slow starts in the past and he's always seemed to to uh, build it back up and and get him to playing pretty well by the end of the year and uh i guess that's the one positive you got to look at and, and hope that they can figure out some of these uh these uh, uh pressure areas that they need to work on well Absolutely. I mean, I think, like I said, the panic button is ready to be pushed. And if they lose tomorrow night, it could get ugly quick because you've got to, you know, the next week we're playing Western. And so the schedule gets a maybe a little bit easier. But, you know, when they played Army, we kind of pushed it off as, oh, that's Army and their type of offense. And they stayed on the field and they had defensive struggles because they were there too long. But it was the same problems last week against Troy. Brian, but Army is not not uh, Alabama. No, Can you imagine playing Alabama. Yeah. in that first week, man. I, I I tell you, you you mentioned Western Kentucky and not uh, overlooking UTSA uh, at all. But you know that that was that was a game. Even though that they're off to a two and zero start, um, they're they're one of the teams that find themselves kind of struggling. And I I think this is. It's a winnable game, but it concerns me that it's it's on the road, that it was an opponent before Saturday. Nobody thought that they were even going to play. Now, the the rest of the schedule, I, I'm sure that things are done behind the scenes to get ready for games, but not to find out just a few days before. Uh, that that kind of worries me, being on the road for that one too. So, um, But with Western – Coming in, Western may be 0-3 and, and, and Middle may be 0-3 coming in and both teams looking for their first win. So I I don't know. It, it's, um, it, it's, it's disappointing. I know a lot of Blue Raider fans are disappointed and the, the games have been nationally televised and, and all, but um, it just seems like we've got some pieces missing. And I think some of that is due to COVID and in a couple, uh, several key positions with kids not 
participating and opting out this year, I think really, really kind of set them back a bit. Well, they had two good running backs coming in and they both yeah. opt out, you know, and that makes a, a big difference. You get a few key people because we really didn't have great depth as it was. And so like, that makes a difference because maybe we just don't have that running back that can kind of hold the fort as far as the running game. Well, looking to the east, Clark, uh, Tennessee's getting close uh, to get ready to uh, make their their appearance. And uh, what can you tell us about the Vols and uh, their state of mind right now? Well, I think that's the hard part for the SEC. Nobody knows. Um, you know, everybody's staying hush-hush. At, you know, do you have any players sitting out because of COVID? Um you know, as far as opting out, Tennessee's in pretty good shape there. They've only had one kid opt out of the season. Um, you know, will Cade Mays get approved to play by Saturday? I don't think so. And so how does that affect your offensive line? Because I think they're going to be a you know very run-heavy team this year uh, because, you know, that's the strength of their offense. Defensively, I think, you know, they're worried about their up front. Uh, they don't really have a whole lot coming back on the front. Front end, the back end looks good with the secondary. And uh, just a lot of question marks, I guess, as they head to South Carolina on Saturday. And the, the big key there is it's South Carolina, Brian. And, Oof. you know, it's it's not – you don't get, a, uh, don't get a cupcake the first week. It's all here we go and everybody – Everybody fighting each other right at the right at the get go. We'll, we'll find the cupcake. I mean, it's all SEC, you know, and and that's that's the one thing that's going to be interesting about this season in college football in the in the power conferences, is that you know they they don't have this week three game against Stephen F. Austin or something like that. You know, uh, it's it's once it starts, it, it's all on. I mean, who thought about starting the season with uh, an SEC East opponent here, but. Clark, you really have to win a couple on the road if you're going to be in contention in the top half here of the East. And this is this is a great opportunity maybe to get that done. It is a great opportunity to get the season started on the right track. But like you just said, Brian, it doesn't take long when you're playing SEC only to get in a hole really quick as well. And, yeah. you know, it's just like middle. You worry about their mindset. You know, they've started out 0 and 2. It doesn't take long. You work all summer as you're trying to work this against COVID and trying to get teams ready, and then you don't have a good start. Uh, that whole mindset can can go sour quickly. Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of time to to fix some things, and 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 COVID has added just an an extra layer of you know just hardships on on teams and all the extra travel and precautions that they have to take and stuff i mean i i feel like it's exhausting you know you you kind of look and 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 you look at some of these coaches who played a couple of weeks they just look so tired and the season's just really getting started so um i i don't know how it's going to go here the rest of the season but once you get yourself in a hole, John, it's kind of hard to get out. Well, and even Clark can attest the fact that there's more pressure on a principal administration. Well, you can imagine it's a football yeah. coach with 60 players or more trying to trying to get that uh, to to cope with that, and it puts a lot of uh, puts a lot of stress. And Rod, I can't rem I can't imagine going into a season with that much responsibility over people and the decisions that are having to be made. Well, you think about it, it, it's a heavy load anyway when it's a normal season. Uh, to, to get yourself through the season and uh, the ups and downs that's going to happen in the season, the injuries are going to happen, but this is takes it to a whole new level. Uh, so I, I'm sure when the season is over, there's going to be a lot of uh, worn-out coaches, uh, worn-out faculty, worn-out uh, administration, uh, and uh, they'll be glad that they survived and glad that they did it, but they're going to be they're going to be worn out. It's going to be an interesting season, that's for sure, in the SEC. And uh, you know, our continued good luck to our teams, and uh, hopefully, we can um, get a win here this coming weekend. We're going to take a timeout, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little baseball, and uh, we'll talk about how they're hand handling COVID nineteen and and who's contending and who's not. And uh, I think. We've got two guys that both their teams are, are in the hunt. So uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that as we continue here with Primetime Sports presented by IDST's. 
Since 1966, Vans Heating and Air has been a symbol of quality for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Alton and Jason Fan are there to ensure quality to every customer, even showing up on site. Vans Heating and Air is located on Jayhawk Court near the county school board offices. They ask that you stop by or call 615-893-7930. That's 615-893-7930. For friendly, complete service on Amana, Bryant, or American Standard Heating and Air products, Vans will do it all. Sell you your choice of products and then install it with their factory-trained, experienced, professional staff. In the unlikely event you need service, Vans will be there with trained technicians. Vans specializes in new homes, custom homes, or existing buildings. Give Fans Heating and Air a call today, 615-893-7930, 615-893-7930. Good luck to all of our schools and student athletes from Fans Heating and Air. From the pit to the plate, Rick's Barbecue is serving up the best meats in Murfreesboro. You just say Rick's, and it means barbecue. That's Mike Lanning at Rick's Barbecue. Just one chance to eat it. I think you'll come back consistently all the time. And you've got to try that loaded baked potato. We get a lot of compliments on our potatoes. They're loaded down with butter and sour cream and cheese, bacon bits, and loaded with whatever choice of meat you want, beef, ham, pork, or chicken. Rick's Barbecue on Warrior Drive just off South Church Street. Hello, this is Coy Young at Las Casas Feed Supply. We'd like to welcome you to our door and hope you find the customer service and expertise that exceeds your expectations. Las Casas Feed Supply caters to all homeowners with a quarter acre to several acres, focusing on premium feeds and dog foods you won't find in box stores. Nutrition is our specialty here at Las Casas Feed. And yes, you can even get milk from the MTSU Dairy at Las Casas Feed Supply, the best milk in town. Las Casas Feed on Barlow Lane, just off Highway 96 East in Las Casas. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. We're going to be an educational institution that teaches Bible every day. Every subject we teach, we're going to teach through a biblical perspective. In every aspect of our school, we're going to do it through a Christian perspective. MTCS President Matt Tiller. That also means that everything we do, we have to be excellent. We feel like Christ calls us to excellence. And so that means we have to be excellent academically. That means we have to be excellent athletically because that's what God calls us to. It's a great place to be. Invest in your child's future in an environment that fosters Christ-centered values. To find out more, visit mtcscougars.org. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, TOA. Live your best life. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back to Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, Rod Edwards, Clark Blair here with us. Uh, We're going to talk a little baseball and uh, maybe move to the NBA a little bit if we have some time. uh, the Atlanta Braves, of course, clinched. I had to start off with that, of course. Uh, third year in a row. Third year in a row. Three division titles now in a row with absolutely no starting pitching. And They've won more division titles than any other team in baseball. Uh, Way to throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rod's going to point out to us that we haven't won the big one since 95. Uh, but <laughs> you guys are in a, a, a horse race. Because you got Clark with the Cincinnati Reds and uh, Rod with the St. Louis Cardinals, and right now, what dead even? But uh, you got the tiebreaker, don't you, Rod? I have the tiebreaker. Have more games to play. The Cardinals have five games to play, where the Reds have three. Plus, they have if it means anything. On Monday, they have to go and either play Detroit one game or two games if there, there's still some discrepancy of placing or home, home seating situation so they may have seven games yet and clark the cincinnati reds are healthy that's one one thing they have three games left they haven't their season hasn't really been interrupted uh the pitching starting pitching looks strong and from what i'm hearing by the experts nobody wants to face the cincinnati reds in a three-game series or a five-game series well we knew in this shortened season right here at the end anybody close getting hot could jump right in the mix. So 
little over a week and a half ago on the 12th, we lost to the Cardinals, Rod's Cardinals, 7-1. to one. But since then, we've run off 9 of 11. And so now we're, we're right in the thick of it, and we're sitting in the eighth spot right now with the three games on the road going to Minnesota. So I just need Rod's Cardinals and the Brewers to beat each other up this weekend. And well, my thought is that your streak is about done, and Cardinals <laughs> have not had a streak all along. It's either win one, lose two, win two, lose one. So it's now our turn to have a streak, and this would be a good time to do it. Well, the Cardinals have hovered around 500 pretty much most of the year, haven't they, Rod? I mean, they have. And uh, they really haven't put a streak together, and that's that's really important. And, uh, you know, you hope if you're the Cardinals, you don't want to have to go and play an extra game or two or whatever um, to determine anything else because of all the teams, the Cardinals, with the exception of probably uh, the Florida Marlins, have had the worst luck when it comes to dealing with COVID. Well, the thing is, I think they've handled it well. They're just basically, they're, think that to the manager, this is one game at a time. You know, don't get all caught up in it. And so they've, they've stayed stable. I mean, they split a lot of doubleheaders because that'll keep you from getting your latest streak going. If you're, when you play 11th, they'll have their 11th doubleheader tomorrow. That'll be the last one. No, unless they have to play on Monday. Could wow. be another one. Could be 12. So, uh, you know, that, that's tough on a uh, a pitching staff, but it, they have survived, and they've seen they've had some younger kids step up. The thing that's really hurting them, though, they're not scoring many runs, and they're basically depending on their pitching staff. And their defense has the best record of games of game or runs saved in the in both leagues this year. That's helped them, but as far as they an offensive threat, they're not. Sure, could have used Marcelo sooner, couldn't you? You could have. Yeah. Out of that old lot, but him by Goldschmidt and City more like this year, like he did in the past. He was a little, seemed like he struggled, struck out a lot last year, but he's been spot on. And sooner with him, that, that could have helped carry. But it's been kind of like when that series with the Braves last year, you know, they would have made a, kind of made a rake of things. You know, <laughs> we talked a little bit about this about some of the changes this year in baseball with COVID. And now that we're getting closer to the playoffs and kind of understand how some of that might work, I don't know that the, you know, all three wildcard games at the higher seed is going to be something that stays in. But, Clark, can you see baseball maybe looking at their postseason here and, and thinking this might also be a trial run on some changes they might make in the future? Well, I think everything has been now's the time to try something. And if they can get the ratings, I think you'll definitely see them make the move towards that. I mean, I think every fan base, I mean, the Reds are basically no offense. We're just okay, but we're in the race. So, you know, the fans of Cincinnati are in it and that's what baseball wants. It wants people interested in baseball. And so you've got all these teams fighting for playoff positions and some people may go, yeah, but the playoffs are watered down, but, if you're in it, you're fine with it being watered down. You just want a chance. You know what I've heard, which is an interesting comment, and I don't know that anybody here is going to agree with this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. The thing that has made this year's baseball season exciting is there have only been 60 games. And I know a traditionalist in 162 uh. and et cetera, et cetera, but it's the shorter compact season has has brought on some interest that I don't know that has been there in the past. So I, I don't know what that does, but just thought I'd throw that out there. I I, I can see I can see Rod's look and John's reaction. So. <laughs> well, I am a traditionalist, but I'm not to the point. I'll tell you what I, I do like. I, I want to keep the 162 games because I want to see as much baseball as I can possibly see. I do think they could extend the playoff format a little bit, but I don't like two two out of three. I, I wish the the regular season was was about 140 games, and then you could add to your playoff, add more teams, but have series where it really at least goes three out of five. Because yeah. Rod, if you get if you get an ace on the mound, you got two guys like, uh, well, your team, Flaherty, and who's the other guy, uh, Hudson, uh, Wainwright. Yeah, Hudson's Wainwright. On. Hudson certainly. Wainwright's been outstanding this year. You get two guys like that, and you get or like the Nationals, you have Strasburg and Scherzer. Man, two you know, you get a two out of three, you're 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 facing it. And that's why I don't think and uh, forgive me for saying this, Atlanta, you have no chance 
in this playoff because they can talk about the hitting all they want to, but you get into a playoff series, you might you might can hit them, but the pitching you're going to face tough pitching, and uh, that's why I think Cincinnati has a good shot as anybody in this shortened playoff because or this extended playoff because you're going to have to face Bauer in game one. You're going to face Sonny Gray probably in game two. And then they got what Castillo, I think, is the Castillo. other one. And those are those are those are pretty tough. And I I don't know that I I would throw I'd throw Cincinnati right there in in the hunt, if not even a favorite, if they can get any kind of hitting at all. And uh, that's been their kind of bugaboo. They've they've not hit the ball. They're kind of like since uh, St. Louis haven't hit the ball that well. But uh, my thing, I do want to see this, and I'm a traditionalist, but I'm going to say it. It's time for both leagues to have the designated hitter. I just think it's time, and uh, it, it's uh, Marcelo Zuna has for the Atlanta has just thrived in that DH spot, even though he's played some left field. But it's been about once a week, I think he's played. But um, I, I just, I just think that would bring more interest in everything for the fan because they don't want to see the pitcher hit. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big believer in strategy, but I think they want to see a guy hit rather than the pitcher. Your thoughts, Rod? You're a traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist, uh, probably right, but it's nice to see somebody like a Wainwright that are good hitters. There's some, uh, uh, and see those guys come through where the others pitchers can't, you know. But I would go, I would go along with that. Another thing I really like is extra innings, putting the runner on second base. I do like that we're, too. We're, we're forcing a lot of strategy. That is sitting there, nobody, nobody can hit that night on either team. Seems like it's, it's a game that nobody can hit, and it goes on forever, and it's so boring. But if you put that runner on second, now, now it becomes a game of strategy. I've seen some things I haven't seen in a while that uh, teams try to do to score. I think that makes it more exciting. You know, I had people yeah. say that it's it's almost like watching middle school softball. <laughs> you know, well, we, it is. But, I mean, but but that has that has been an exciting part of it. I think that's was really unexpected by a lot of folks. Well, I've, I've coached middle school softball, middle school baseball, middle school softball is much more quick pace, more into it, faster, and uh, I, I, that's why I, I do like that part of it instead of going the. 18, 20 innings and all. You know, well, let's, let's you, get in here. Let's just really work, see who can score. And you, and also, you now, do you bunt, move them over, or do you play for the big inning? You know, and that makes a big big decision coaches have to make. Especially if you're the visiting team. It makes a big, big difference in what you decide you right. want to do. And, Clark, in a 14-15 inning game, if you look at the stadiums around the country, when we did have fans – most of them were gone by the time the 15th inning came along. I mean, so I think this keeps a measure, okay, they could do it this inning or they could do it this inning. You're kind of speeding up that part of the game. What are your fellas, uh, Clark, what's your take on uh, seven-inning doubleheaders? Well, that was going to be my point. I, I'd like to see them keep the doubleheaders. If you want to keep the number of games, let's give them a couple of doubleheaders during the week to add those games in. Uh, especially on the weekends, I think the fans would like that, you know, getting to see two. And uh, I love them. So you're saying Seven if innings. you want to keep 162 games, John's idea of 140-some-odd, you, you've got some double headers in there thrown in to, to get the number of games up. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Well, they used to have them all the time, Rod. I mean, they used to have right. them all the time. Every Sunday was a double header just about. Right. And it can be kind of long, that second nine-inning game. And that's why I like, I like the seven innings. And for the Cardinals, this been, has been a lifesaver. Can you imagine uh, 11 doubleheaders going nine innings? I mean, you think about it, you've saved a lot of innings for your staff to put pressure on it, for, which was a good idea to bring in for that. But I like it to so put it, make it permanent myself. And don't you see, don't you think too, Clark, we may, we may not be through with COVID in 2021. So we may try to play 162 games or whatever, whatever. But they'll probably have to make some adjustments in next year's. Now that we see we can do it, I still think there's going to be adjustments. Uh, maybe not full crowd, but but there'll be probably be some people in the stands. But there, I could see double headers as a way of uh, shortening and 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 making sure that the players are safer. Well, they can compact the season. 
that's a plus there. Um, you know, I think they're all they're going to try to experiment with crowds for next year. The good thing kind of for baseball is they're kind of ending on time. You know, you mentioned the NBA earlier. You know, they've got to figure out when they're going to try to restart their season for next year. I mean, I know we're trying to get finished, but, you know, uh, luckily for baseball, you know, we're going to end about the same time. So when we get to spring, we'll be ready to start back up. Yeah, just think about hockey. I mean, they got to turn around and, and get things going within a matter of weeks. Uh, so that that is an interesting point there you make. Baseball's got a little more time to kind of deal with it. Well, the 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 National Predators have more time than, than well, well, it's true. Know, but but <laughs> and it's been it's been an interesting year. I'm glad they were able to get through it. And uh, the, I've even heard that they're thinking about maybe the World Series allowing some fans in for this year. I'm not sure if that's been approved or not. I kind of you know also look at the I like the way this has ended. Right now we have uh, Cardinals and Cincinnati are tied. But Cardinals are in that second spot. But, I mean, their record is, uh, percentage-wise is the same. But we have the Cardinals have, you know, could make it or may not, and they're playing five games against the Brewers. The Reds got three games, but they're not playing an easy, easy ones. They're playing the Twins, who are a really tough team. Phillies are one game behind the Reds in San Francisco. They're playing the Rays, a very tough team. The Marlins are in second place, but they're really tied with Cincinnati and the Cardinals. In fact, they're underneath them, I believe. They're, they're one after below. You can you can thank the it, you Yankees. Can, you can thank they're Atlanta the for that. And then Giants are in the hunt too. They're tied, you know, for the final wild card spot with Cincinnati right now, but they have to pay the Padres. So everybody has a tough team to play. So if they get in to be for this kind of season short, they deserve it. And one thing, well, the, go ahead, Clark. Well, and the other thing is, you know, you really can't, for most of you, can't rest your pitching staffs trying to get ready for next week because you're jostling for position. Well, I think that's one thing that the shortened season has done. All the teams that even have clinched at this point, I think you'll see them play their regulars. I don't see, I don't think you'll see them, you know, because they didn't have time to do that. You know, the Braves have, what, three, four games left? Well, they're going to probably play their regulars because they've only played 60 games. So why not, you know, and kind of keep that momentum going. Uh, okay, so to end this segment, I'm just going to ask you to, Cincinnati, St. Louis, who's going to win the World Series? Not St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rod, I'm shocked at that. I'm still going to ride that Dodger train as much as I hate to. Yeah, I, gotta, yeah, I agree with you. I have to say the Dodgers are are, are pretty much got it. And I'm even saying Braves, no way. Not enough starting pitching. Well, 2020. Got a great bullpen. 2020, you never know. Weird Stranger, things have happened. Yeah, I'm going Braves. Why are you really? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if this is the year when they don't yeah. have any pitching? Uh-huh. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking pigskin picks, and we'll also be talking high school football as we continue on Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. This is a paid legal ad. I'm attorney John Day. One of our clients was operating a farm tractor when he was rear-ended by a tractor trailer. In an instant, his life was changed forever. We helped him receive a settlement that has given him financial security for the rest of his life. Now each case is different, and we can't promise this type of result for every case. But we can promise that when you hire the law offices of John Day, we'll work hard to help you. If you've been injured, call me at 615-867-9900. People really take notice when you take the time to do something right. That's why Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Sir Pizza is proud to be locally owned and operated, which is why they strive for excellence in everything that they do. They live to see the smiles on the faces of each customer. I'll see you at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Sir Pizza, you made me love pizza again. If you need concrete work done, who would I call? Dan France Concrete. Here's why. He's local. He attended Walter Hill Elementary, Oakland, and MTSU. He served our community as a school resource officer for nine years, and he's involved in the community. This is Dan with Dan France Concrete, wishing all Rufford County student-athletes a great season. Study hard, play harder, and be safe. 
Van France Concrete is a licensed and insured residential and commercial concrete construction contractor serving Middle Tennessee. Check out danfranceconcrete.com online to see some of their work. Jay Mullins Jewelry and Gifts on West Northville Boulevard. Jeff Mullins is here with me. Jeff, tell me about these silicone wedding bands. The groove bands are made out of silicone that actually are made for that athlete in the family. For the people that do lots of activities with their hands, and I find that a lot of my customers, they have the nice wedding band that they wear, and when they decide they're going to go to the lake or the beach, they put on the groove ring. In fact, I've got one on right now. Jay Mullins Jewelry and Gifts, 352 West Northville Boulevard. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Allsup Heating and Air. Whether it's the blazing heat of summer or the bitter cold of winter, let the Rain Pro professionals at Prentice Allsup Heating and Air Conditioning on West College Street keep your home or business comfortable year-round. We service all major brands and in most cases offer same-day service. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Allsup Heating and Air, your Rain Pro partner, heating and cooling contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. For 60 years, Little Caesars has believed that every family has the right to pizza night, which is why our pizza is cooked at 475 degrees, never touched after, and available by non-contact carryout and free delivery. Peace of mind, always. Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Pizza has extra cheese and the most pepperoni for just six bucks. Only a dummy would pay more for less toppings. Little Caesars in Murfreesboro with four locations. The Extra Most Bestest Pizza for just six bucks at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Continuing with Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees, we've got the guys in the house, Clark, Rod, Brian, and myself, and uh, it's time for a look at high school football, but preceded by Pigskin Picks. And here's your commissioner to give our pigskin report, and that would be Clark Blair. Well, there was not much of a change this week in the standings. Uh, Brian was in first, remains in first after an eight and two week. Uh, John also with an eight and two week, one game behind Brian. Uh, we all got tripped up by the Blackman versus Warren County game. Uh, the young man from Warren County was just outstanding. I mean, five touchdowns, 300 yards rushing, didn't complete a pass. Did not complete a pass. And uh, wow. got ahead of Blackman early and stayed on top, even though Blackman uh, had a, a good second half but just couldn't get over the hump. And then the Stewart's Creek-Laverne game, the WGNS game last week, which was um, amazing down to the last minute uh, affair. I mean, the last play of the game. Uh, we all picked Stewart's Creek to win, and ha they had a chance. But Laverne uh, held out and was on top. Uh, me and Rod went with Siegel, uh, but they fell to Coffee County, and I, I tried to get on the Blue Raider train, but it failed me miserably, unfortunately. So I had a six and four week. Rod had a seven and three week. So it's Brian one game back, John five game backs is myself, and Rod seven games back. And so. Me and Rod's got some cellar climbing to try to do like the Reds did. Boy, you've almost got an insurmountable lead. How can you blow it? Oh, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> the Titans still playing football? <laughs> They're 2-0. and oh. We're yeah. riding that train till they lose. Uh, well, that could be this week. All right, Clark. <laughs> All right, so here we go for this week. We've got a more county team coming in to play the Eagles of Eagleville, Brian. All right, um... I'm glad Eagleville had the the last two weeks of opponents because they they're going to need that for the stretch that they've got coming up, and that starts with a, a very good Moore County team. Um, I'm unfortunately going to have to go with Moore County in this one. Well, Moore County is kind of like we were talking about Cornersville. They're they've kind of always have a tough team, and um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Moore County as well. Yeah, the the road just gets tough again for Eagleville. I, I'm glad they've played well the last couple of weeks, but I think Moore County is just a, a different different team for them this week. Well, now we do have Mecklemore's back on defense. Right, you're right. You can see why you can see why he's been a catalyst for the last two years. Why they've been struggling defensively, 
that's going to make a difference. And if I'm going to make a move, I've got to make some changes. <laughs> I got to do something different. If I follow you all the way through, what do I have? I'm not gaining anything. I'm about well, I'm to, I'm about to cry. I'm, I'm really about to cry. I don't have anything if I can't if I follow you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with Eagleville. They're going to come back. They've got things right out. They've got their confidence going, offense is going, and now they've got their defensive uh, main man back. So big upset, Eagleville. All right. I like a man well, that sticks his neck out like that. <laughs> Easier to chop, chop, chop off, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Easier to chop off. Well, John, you mentioned Cornersville, and they are taking on Middle Tennessee Christian this week, Brian. Um, I'm going to go with the Cougars in this one. All right. John? I'm going with Cornersville. Ooh, got, got a, could have a, a change there. I'm with you, John. I'm going to go with Cornerville. Middleton's and Christians had a, a great competitive season, but I think Cornerville will get them. Cornerville will get them tomorrow night. Yeah. Cornerville has a really good program going. The last four or five years, they've been in the championship pump for state championships. So I'm going to go with Cornersville. Mm. All right. Mm. All right. I, well, you're going to be sitting pretty if no, you no, pull no. it off. I, yeah. Well, no, I. Yeah, I, I I made a mistake. I, you were talking about another team a minute, I, but I'll, I'll I'll stay with it. Well, wait, that has to be a commissioner decision. I, I I was not thinking corners full, but that's okay. They're not playing Oakland. No. <laughs> okay, as long as you don't go at the end of end of it, and go well. If y'all to let me go ahead and pick, the, you know, so okay, you might win. Milton St. Christian's good. Well, that that's very true. But I, I was not, I was not thinking corners full. I, I was thinking. Um, Four corners. Gordonsville. 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 Yeah, but anyway. All right. I get those mixed up too. We've got a Rockville team that had a tough go last week against Riverdale, and their road does not get any better as they head to number one Oakland. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I want to stick my neck out here and go with Oakland. Yeah, I think we'll see. Another running clock this week for them. Here go with the Patriots. All right. Siegel has the task of trying to stop the young man out of Warren County this week. They're coming back to Murfreesboro. But like I said, uh, C.J. Taylor is a tough out for Siegel. Brian? Uh, Warren County is 5-0 and for the first time since 1980. And I think they'll be 6-0 and after this game. That's 40 years. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'll tell you, if that kid can get 300 against Blackman, I, 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 unless Siegel's got something up their sleeve that I don't know about, which only Rod would know that, I'm going with uh, Warren County. I don't know well, what he's going to do defensively, but I'd put everybody that I can put in that box and just see if he could luck up and throw one. But, yeah, I'm going Warren County. And I will. I'm afraid Siegel's not going to be able to stop Taylor. Nobody else has, so I'm going with Warren uh, County. All right, an 0 and 5 station camp comes to Stewart's Creek, Brian. Uh, this will be um, a big test for uh, Stewart's Creek to mindset. You know, really to try to bounce back after a tough. Uh, region loss, and, you know, they're going to play on fall break as well, so this will be a big game for them. I think they're going to get the win. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going with Stewart's Creek. Uh, I'm following the Creek bandwagon as well. Station Camp has the history of the last few years of being a very poor team, so this is going to be a game that they can kind of get the kinks out of their offense, their defense, get themselves ready for the following game. I'm going with Stewart's Creek. All right. It's kind of weird saying in week six, you've got an O and O Antioch, but we have an O and O Antioch because of COVID coming to play Smyrna, Brian. Boy, nothing like um, waiting five extra weeks for football to start to get to play the Smyrna Bulldogs. Um, I think it's going to be a tough start for Antioch and, and the fact that they haven't been able to play and only practice two weeks, uh, that's going to give Smyrna a big edge in this one. Yeah, I'm going with Smyrna all the way. I think it get really ugly. I'm going Bulldogs. 
And uh, looks like you know got, they were rated as the worst team in the their district anyway, and they haven't played yet, so it's going to be a slaughter. All right, the WGNS game tomorrow night is the Riverdale Warriors at Blackman at the Inferno, the backyard brawl. Uh, Brian. Well, I think Blackman, with their loss last week to Warren County, um, if they let that play mind games with them, it's it's not going to be a close game. I think it has the chance to be a close game. Uh, but Riverdale remembers what happened last year, and I think that's weighed on them a lot. So I'm going to go with the Warriors on the road with, with, with the victory. Well, I think this has been the toughest one. Uh, because I, don't, I really don't know Blackman. I really, I really don't know which Blackman team's going to show up. And I, I'm, I'm thinking um, they're going. It's going to be really close. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think. Um, I think uh, they're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at Riverdale. But I do think that Riverdale's just got too many weapons in the backfield, uh, and that offensive line cre- creating holes for those two guys. I'm going to go give the edge to Riverdale. I, I know Coach Kreisky does not want Blackman to get ahead early because that's exactly what you don't want to happen is give them confidence. And what I'm impressed of what I've seen of Riverdale is I still see that evolution of the Holcomb kid. He just continues to get better and better, which makes obviously their running game better. So I think it's going to be a close one, a nail-biter. It won't be a, a last-second you know, hell Mary like it was last year, but I think the Warriors hang on. Okay, uh, two years ago, uh, Riverdale was leading at halftime, but Blackman came back. Last year, they were leading until the last play of the game. Blackman come back. I think the Riverdale has been gaining. I think Blackman, what I've seen, just not seeing them personally, but just seeing stats and who they play, their defense is not what it has been in the past. A big drop off. And so I think Riverdale's offense has been pretty much a machine this year. Two running, good running backs, averaging almost 100 yards a game. And then your quarterback, is, as Clark mentioned, is, keeps improving. The stats keep improving. So it's going to be Riverdale. All right, that's the high school slate. We've actually got multiple college games coming up this Saturday. We'll start with Friday night's game with MTSU on the road against UTSA, Brian. As as much as I hate it, um, we we've got we talked about it earlier in the show. We need we need to see a lot more things offensively and defensively from the Blue Raiders in the short turnaround. I'm going to have to go with the home team and Texas San Antonio. I'm going to go with Texas-San Antonio as well. Well, I'm, I'm getting off the middle train, so I, I'm following that as well. I'm going to, with UTSA. All right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll be wrong, though, because they really need to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll all, be, we'll all be wrong, so nobody will gain anything. That works out. Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, John's Vanderbilt team hosts Texas A&M. <laughs> We've got that on the list. We do. You're still putting Vanderbilt in the list? SEC's playing, baby. Okay. Hook 'em horns. No, is that the right is that the right Aggies? That's I'm going wrong. That's Aggies. Yeah, that's Texas. It doesn't matter. It's Vanderbilt. Whoever Vander, plays. It's Vanderbilt. Twelfth man team. Yeah, that's right. Vanderbilt needs to anchor down because it's gonna be ugly. I'm going with Texas A and M. Yeah, it won't be pretty at all. Is that at Texas A and M? No, I think it's at Vandy. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I just want to know. Oh, okay. I thought I might go. <laughs> Rod's going to pick A and M. I'm over oh, to Clark go yet? Yeah, he picked yes, Texas A and M. Okay, I think it's going to be like a hurricane coming in from Texas. Uh, so I'll go with Texas A and M. Okay, you don't have to rub it in, Rod. Jeez. <laughs> All right. I think the last two games are the two toughest. South Carolina versus Tennessee. Is that as at Tennessee, right? It's at South Carolina. Oh, mm. It is on the road, and I think that makes that makes it really an interesting game. But um, I'm going to go with the uh, the big orange, of Coach Pruitt. I'm going big orange, baby. 
Well, you know I'm going Tennessee. Brian? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Tennessee. There's no fans in the sands anyway. That's true. That's a good point. All right, so that rod, that rod is really a smart guy, you know. <laughs> he comes up with those little gems like that. You got a two and O Titans and a O and two Vikings in Minnesota. Yeah, don't let that O and two. Uh, I mean that that's a scary O and two team, I think. But uh, usually, when Tennessee has had a, a good start, like a two and O start, which has only happened twice since they've been in Nashville, they've had good seasons. So, I'm going to go with the Titans. Oh my! Really? Mm. Well, Minnesota—they are a pretty good zero and two team, but I think they play the style that that uh, Tennessee likes to play. Who's the quarterback for Minnesota? I don't even know. Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Titans. Let's roll, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. Come on, Rod. Come on, Clark. I can't do it. I can't do it. The NFL. 0-3 is a is a death sentence for your season, and they just can't afford it. So I'm gonna go Vikings. Well, I, I kind of agree with Clark there that it's hard to go three games in a row, and everybody thought Minnesota was gonna be a tough game, but I don't want to try to pass it up Clark, so I'm gonna go for the Titans. All right, all right. Well, that's gonna we be a good game. See. That's gonna be a good game. Yeah. I think they're very similar in style. Quarterbacks are similar too. That it? I think Tennessee's the better team, actually. I just think the Vikings can't afford to lose it. Okay. That's pigskin picks. And thread road is hard. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we'll be back to wrap things up here on Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Craig's Tax Service at 142 Heritage Park Drive offers complete tax preparation, financial, and bookkeeping services. This is Brett Craig with Craig's Tax Service. From personal tax preparation to business bookkeeping, payroll, and taxes, at Craig's Tax Service, our staff is here to help. Get help with your taxes. Call 890-2233 for an appointment. As a former Seagull Star football player, I know the importance of the high school sports experience. Good luck to all county student-athletes. Craig's Tax Service, 890-2233. And the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. One thing I want to make sure former Murfreesboro Electric customers do, go to the app store and download the My MTEMC app. We're talking with Amy Byers. Go ahead and download My MTEMC. Your sign-on, your login, everything you have as a Murfreesboro Electric customer is going to follow you as you become a Middle Tennessee Electric member. Download My MTEMC. From dings and dents to full body work, Bowen's Body Shop has been trusted by Rutherford Countyans for over three decades. Let Jeff and Kyle Bowen put their years of experience to work for you. They have a large paint and body shop at 459 Middle Tennessee Boulevard with all their work done on site. If you have a fender bender or even worse, Bowen's Body Shop is the place to call. 896-0008. Family owned and operated. That's Bowen's Body Shop. 896-0008. Is your saving for retirement strategy involving the phrase, I'll get around to it someday? If so, we need to talk. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin, and when it comes to meeting your goals, time can be on your side, and there's no better time than now to get started toward your retirement goals. Give us a call, Lee Colvin, at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. For more than a century, the name Balfour has been synonymous with the traditions of truly memorable academic experiences. Class rings, yearbooks, letter jackets, and more. I'm Josh Houston, and today, Balfour Tennessee is proud to bring these treasured products to students attending over 120 high schools and hundreds of elementary and middle schools in the Middle Tennessee area. We are proud to raise our family and run our business in Murfreesboro and are proud supporters of our local teams. Come see us at 1829 Memorial Boulevard, Balfour Tennessee, online at balfourtn.com.
Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. All right, that's going to do it for Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees for Brian Barrett. Clark Blair, Rod Edwards, this is John Dinkins. Stay tuned for Braves Baseball in progress here on News Radio WGNS. So long, everybody.